welcome to another episode of the Hector Mike Experience: Common Sense in an Uncommon World. And man, uh, I we've been I, we've been off for a while. Uh, I was out in my honeymoon. I uh, just got married uh, not you know, a couple of weeks ago, and so spent some time over in Costa Rica with uh, with Amy. Nice. Obviously, great time. It was just what what a wonderful place and people and stuff. And so it was just fun time. But it's great to be back uh, here. You didn't miss anything. And, uh, Mike, I thought you were going to hold down the fort and uh, calm down all the craziness that's going on, but it just seemed like you just got more bananas. The, the fort has left the building, <laughs> and it's on fire. No, man, man I mean, you, you go away, and it all goes to all goes to hell in a handbasket. Man, what but but you know what? But it gives them it gives us a lot of uh, a lot of topics to talk about. I mean, you know, uh, today we're gonna we're gonna go touch on a couple of different subjects. You know, wanted to talk about the, um, you know, the this conference of the parties twenty eight, which is basically it's called COP twenty eight. It's this conference of parties, which is like two hundred nations from around the world coming together. It's a twenty eighth meeting that they've had, so that's why they call it COP twenty eight. It's happening in Dubai. And um, basically what they're there to do is Jersey to, was booked. Yes, Jersey was booked, but they're there to just kind of go out and, and uh, try to one up each other as to how they're going to deal with climate change. What are what are the uh, policies they are going to try to they come up? They're coming up with some sort of plans. And so you've got Joe Biden's administration that released new methane rules there for for gas and oil companies. And so it really I mean, it's it's just um it's a party of Al Gore and John Kerry and all those likes that are there, you know, flying around in the private jets, going into mm -hmm. this conference to tell the world how they should use with, use with less while they're hanging out in their mansions, um, spending and utilizing as much electricity and everything else and gas and oil and everything else that we're not supposed to be using. And so it's just, you know, it's the elite telling everyone else, don't do it. That's exactly what it is. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, and, exactly and it's and it's it uh, and and you know and the, and the crazy part is, you they're they're going in there and they're and they're putting this together this plan and it's it's supposed to basically be, you know we're going to get rid of fossil fuels by twenty fifty I think it's twenty forty or twenty fifty, um, and so they're you know it's like all these nations are supposed to agree to it but there is really nothing binding to it, but the problem <laughs> is that you're going to have the United States you're going to have all these other countries spend all this money to try to reach these goals, but they all come with a cost mm -hmm. and they come with a big cost. And yet you have some of the largest emitters of CO2 that it that is that are going the opposite way. Right. And, and, and all it's doing is giving them more power, literally and figuratively. Right. More power and, and higher cost to to us or higher cost to, you know, to 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 the folks out there. And, and you know, one example is this this year. NPR did a, did a did a report that you got China that is putting together a hundred brand new coal power plants in order to provide stability to their electricity, uh, and so yet you got here in California, you know, a couple about a year ago, you had Gavin Newsom telling people if you got an electric vehicle, don't charge it because we want you to keep the lights right. on because you know we potentially have blackouts, right. and so. They're out there. I mean, granted, and I understand coal is one of the dirtiest uh, things that you can burn it, you know, for it, um, uh, that's contaminated to the air. But I mean, you know, a lot of these other countries are trying to get off of coal and go into gas and uh, natural gas and and uh, and oil. It's 
it's the hypocrisy conference is what it is. Because first of all, they fly in on the private jets. And I said facetiously, Jersey was booked, but they go to all these great world capitals to do this. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you wonder how much energy and power and emissions and, and were done in the places that they go because they're not going to Motel 6 to do it. They're going in all these, you know, amazing buildings. Um, they all ride around in their armored limousines and they fly in on their private jets. And, you know, you and I that go to the gas station here in California and pay five bucks a gallon, uh, you know, they're preaching to us about how we should get off the, the spigot of gasoline and fossil fuels. Uh, I think here's a good example of the stupidity of, of this whole thing. Um, is this, is, this is part of what they agreed to. They say they want to um, agree to a transition that, quote, away from fossil fuels and energy systems in a just, orderly, and equitable manner, accelerating action in this critical decade so as to achieve net zero in keeping with the science, to which John Kerry called a clear, unambiguous message. So I think, you know, maybe he's too many fumes are going into the private plane that he flew over to Dubai. I'm not sure. Um, but What the hell know, does that mean? Exactly. That's <laughs> a clear, unambiguous message. To, to, you know, I mean, again, it, it's it, that's that's a clear, ambiguous message. I mean, what it, what does it actually mean? Who does it actually apply to? How does it actually fix anything? Um, you know, we we again, we run around, we do all these things here in California. We pay five bucks a gallon extra because we have blended gasoline that is supposed to be better for the environment. Even though we don't make it here in the United States, we have to import it from other countries that are our enemies that are burning down or tearing down the Brazilian rainforest to make these fossil fuels that then come to the United States on, you know, tankers that burn diesel. But it's all designed to make our air better to breathe here in California. And Los Angeles and San Francisco for the last decade has been had the worst air in the country. Um, you know, it's all wonderful if it actually achieves something. None of this stuff achieves anything except for elites that fly to Dubai, that go on private planes, that stay in five-star-plus hotels, telling schmoes like you and me and everybody else, you know, you got to get off your, you got to get off the gas tank and you got to plug it in, even though, and you find the article, there are tens and tens of millions of dollars the federal government had put into their infrastructure act that is supposed to build the um, electric uh, charging stations that have not happened because they don't have the manufacturing equipment to get it done in the time that they need to get it done. So that money that was allocated is sitting doing nothing. That's the, that's the ridiculousness of all of this. And, and, you're, and you're right, Mike, there, you know, and I, th I think one of the things that is important to make clear is when you take a place like California, we, we used to produce about 50 to 60 percent of our own oil here domestically. And as you know, in California, we have the highest rules, highest standards, highest everything in the, in the world. Which and, is high. Yes. And, and what, what has happened is now because of because of this governor and, and you know, in previous you know administrations is we now only produce about 20 to 25 percent of the, our domestic oil. So we're having to go to 
you know, the Middle East, we're having to go to Venezuela, we're going to Iraq, we're going to all these other countries in Ecuador to go and ask them to import their oil. Well, when you're bringing it in from the Middle East, I mean, you got a tanker that's going across the globe, you know, and it's taking a couple of weeks to get over to here. Then at the same time, they go into our ports, it gets taken off that ship, it gets put into a truck, and then it gets taken over to the refinery. And so all that comes with the cost, and it's not just the cost of the price, but it's a cost to a lot of these folks of climate. And so why don't we produce it here as opposed to importing it? At the same time, is if you're going to start getting this into some sort of binding documents or so forth, you know, as to what we're going to do and spend more money, what is the cost of all these things? How much more is it going to increase the cost of gasoline? And look, I, I get it. We're going to, and, and I'm good with this, into a transition where we're going to look at battery development, where when the sun, you know, is out there shining, it's charging up the battery. We can utilize this battery to power up our home, but we're not there yet. And so right. don't get rid of what we've got until the technology is there. But you've got all these knuckleheads that are out there saying, don't worry about it. They'll figure it out. We'll get to the point. Let's just get rid of it now because someone will come up and figure it out. By doing all that, it comes with a great cost because what you're doing is you're getting rid of refineries. You're getting rid of your domestic oil production when you don't have that other alternative that is right. operational or working right now. But, but let's, you know, and I'm an America first guy. So you're right. Everything you just said applies to people like you and me and others that have to go to the gas station you know, once every week or every couple of weeks to fill up. And we see the, you know, the price going up and up. We don't get any benefit for that. Our air isn't any cleaner. But let's go past us. You go to the poor countries in this world, the, the countries that are barely have the electricity or the power, the gener either the generation or the distribution to be able to have that. The things that they need to get clean water and build an infrastructure and things like that. Now you go to them and you say, you gotta follow these rules mm -hmm. that are gonna make it even more difficult. They're just starting to get to the point where they have these resources. They're just able to get to the point where they're able to utilize and harness this stuff. Now you're saying to them, okay, we just changed the rules of the game. You finally got there after, I don't know how many decades, but we just changed the rules of the game and now you gotta do this. You know, the thing about us, America, is that if the government would get out of the way, we probably could figure, if you leave it to the private sector, you could probably get people who are smart enough to figure a way to get some of this stuff done in a reasonable period of time. But as we know with things like the high-speed rail and the trains to nowhere, once you get government involved, forget about it. It ain't gonna happen. But, but the potential is there. In some of these other places, where they literally have had nothing and now have a very little something, it's being taken away from them. And again, it's these guys are getting in their private jet, you know, with the champagne and the nice hotels and the fancy suits and the big limousines. And basically they're thumbing their nose, not just at us, but especially at those other places, those, those you know, poor countries that don't have even the hope of an alternative because they've just gotten to where they've got some kind of power that they can have a decent life. And that's, that's a sin. That's a yeah. Sin. And, you're, and you're right. There's a, there's an article that I read where there's some, 
with the sub-African countries have said, you know what, you're going to change the rules on us. Tell you what, why don't you get rid of fossil fuels first and we'll be the last ones. They said, because right. we, and they're saying, because we don't even have electricity reliability. Right. They don't, they don't have enough, they, they don't have the power or the ability by which to provide electricity on a regular basis to the, to the res, to the people who live in those countries. It's and California so in the summer, yeah, you know, California in the summer. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that, I mean, so their, their thing is screw you. We're, we're not, we're not getting involved right. in this whole thing. Yeah. Right. And, but, and, and on the other end of the spectrum, it's exactly what you said. The people, the, the groups that are the biggest polluters are not part of this. So you have all of these other ancillary, you know, countries, but, the, you know, the China, the Russians, they're not part of this. North Korea, they're not part of this. They run by their own rules, their own systems, and what's best for their people. Um, and they, they don't care about the world environment. Now, I'm, I think it's great we care about the world environment. That's wonderful. But, you know, you got to be realistic about this. And, and the realistic part of it is if you're looking for a solution to climate change and you don't have included the biggest polluters that are creating the climate situation, what are you doing? I mean, other than going to Dubai for five days and having a great time, what are you doing? spending taxpayer money because that's all it is it's like all these all these like i said all these plans come with the price tag and at the end of the day it's taxpayer money i mean we're the ones it's it's us we're, we're the ones who are gonna have to pay for all these aspirational goals we're gonna have to pay for yeah. all of their you know hoity-toity ideas that they decide to come up with there with a bunch of people maybe maybe the next conference maybe cop 29 should be in some of these sub african countries that don't have electricity reliability and you know, and go to there, have it there, have it intense, and figure out. Okay, we're going to try to take something away that they don't even right. have right now. It's a great or, idea. Or have, yeah, or have it in some places, you know, in California where we're where we're having problems, and not necessarily electricity reliability, but places where you got a million people in California don't even have access to clean drinking water. You know, I, have it. Well, I I think they should have it in San Francisco, or actually, no, they should have it in L.A. Because then we could get rid of the homeless problem, so we, we kill we kill two birds with one stone. You know, it's like all these all these countries are coming over, they're coming to L.A. So suddenly they'll figure a way to figure the money and the way to get rid of the homeless things, like they yeah. did with San Francisco with the president of China. Um, so that might not be as bad. But you're right. I mean, go walk in another person's shoes before you get on your fancy jet your fancy hotel in this beautiful country and your fancy limousine walk in someone else's shoes that is trying to barely survive and yeah. then live under the policies you're trying to implement or impose on them won't be fun won't be fun it, it won't and, and for a lot of folks here in here in the united states in california where we're at you gotta remember that every single time that price of gasoline goes up it doesn't just impact the gas that you put in your vehicle, but it impacts everything else because remember those Amazon packages you order, they're being delivered with it with you know with with the vehicle which which utilizes gas or diesel. At the same time, those food prices you're paying, you know, they've got those lots of fruits and vegetables are coming off the docks, coming into our ports, coming into into you know, like in Los Angeles downtown where they put all the all those uh downtown markets. Then from there, uh, once again they're being transported by a vehicle. Then from there, they have to get over to the supermarkets. That once again is being transported with the vehicle that utilizes gas. And so even the lumber that you utilize that goes into Home Depot or wherever you get your, your tools or material, 
that's being taken over by a vehicle. And so they're all those little costs is just adding to the price and adding to the price and making it more expensive. And so, you know, we, we get nickel and dimed out of, out of this thing. And especially when you've got these politicians that want to get rid of something that is reliable for us right now, that can be inexpensive, but yet by giving us less choices, we're making it more expensive. And it comes with the cost while you have all these other countries that are expanding their their resources, unlike us that is contracting our, our resources. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see once we move shift completely to electric like we're doing in California, I'm very curious to see the electric tires that will be used to drive the cars and the electric bodies of the automobiles that will be made of electric so that, you know, when you hit somebody, you just get an electric shock and you don't create damage. Because last time I checked, and I will admit publicly here that I did get an F in chemistry when I was in college, um, things like tires and things like that and, and the, the bodies of automobiles. Asphalt. Uh, yeah. yeah, asphalt, the roads you drive on, the guardrails, they're all made with fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, again, there's going to be, I, I'm, you know, the, the extension, do you have an extension cord on your tire that extends out or plugs into the car that generates the tire because you won't have the fossil fuel to make the tire? Uh, you know, or maybe it's made out of bamboo. I don't know. I mean, but... I'm sure that at COP 29 or 30 or maybe even 33, they'll figure that part out um, because, you know, when you live in a fantasy world, anything's possible. Uh, you know, that's really that's really what this thing is. It's a fantasy world that they're living in. They can they can do everything they want to make everybody drive an electric car, but you still need the fossil fuels to make the tires, the engine, the whole five yards. It's just, you know, and by the way, um, you know, I saw a great picture the other day. It had a picture of, of a forest and a walking path where there was drilling going on. And you could not tell there was drilling going on because of the technology that's used and, and all of the scientific things that are done to help, you know, minimize impact on the environment and stuff. And then they showed this huge quarry quartz thing where they used to dig up the lithium to make the batteries for the automobiles. And it's basically something the size of a mountain that's been imploded. And it's and it's an eyesore like nobody's business. Yeah. And and that's what, you know, but we're feeling good because we can say <clears throat> we're moving to electric cars. You know, I mean, it, it is. It's, uh, it's a fantasy world that these people live in. And we pay the price for it, like you said. Well, Mike, uh, ch changing a, a little bit of...